Today on the news and why it matters, uh, Bernie Sanders undergoes emergency heart surgery, uh, what that means for the campaign, and also, you know, orange man bad and stuff. We got a lot coming up. It starts right now. Welcome to the news and why it matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, today joined by Stubergear. I'm sorry, Mr. Stubergear. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Eric July, YouTube sensation. <laughs> Eric July. No, a bit of an over-exaggeration, but I like it. Also, I like it. we appreciate you uh, taunting Stu with your Cowboys gear. All day gear. long. Awful. I know we took an L, but it's, you know. Awful. I used to like you. I used to like you. <laughs> and then uh, Zuby Udezwe, back in the house. Back again. Thanks for being here. Uh, got a lot to get into, but first we want to thank our sponsor, American Financing. Um, so, American Financing is your go-to if you need a refi, if you need a home loan, uh, whatever the case may be, you got to try out American Financing. Um, Stu went to them when Mm -hmm. he wanted to look at doing a home loan and he wanted to do some crazy home loan that you can only get from the people who break your legs in the back alley when Uh you don't pay. Yes. And they were like, hey, you probably shouldn't do that because that's only done by people who go and break your legs in the back alley when you don't pay. And I'm recovering from my injury as well. (laughs) So it worked out in the end. Uh, Yeah, they're great. American financing is fantastic, especially when we had these really low rates that have been around for now a while, but they're not going to last forever. Uh, If you want to refinance, this is a great time to do it because you can lock in these really low rates for a long time. American financing has Tons and tons of options. The sane options. They have sane options for you, unlike the options that I usually select. But they do a great job. They actually want you to be responsible with your money. (laughs) What a concept. You can go to AmericanFinancing.net or you can call 800-906-2440. That's AmericanFinancing.net. They will get you taken care of. Uh, So Bernie Sanders has been hospitalized in Nevada Apparently, he was suffering chest discomfort. He, they had to rush him in to get, was it two stents? Yes. Two stents. So emergency heart surgery. Um, and they have canceled campaign events until further notice. Um, I think there's a couple different things to get into with this. The first one, though, I want to I wanna talk about the way that the campaign released the information because it seemed like they really downplayed uh, the memo that they wrote. They just said, you know, he's had some chest discomfort. Uh, Resting for a few days. Yeah. A few days, yeah. That's interesting. I mean, look, you know, obviously, first of all, uh, despite uh, that I disagree with him on many, many political issues, I'd like his internal organs to work properly. Yes, we wish him well. Uh, We are all praying for for you, Bernie. Absolutely. Um, And I think, like, it is a very strange thing because of the campaign ramifications. Look, a 78-year-old guy, um, it's not entirely unthought that he might have a, one of these types of incidents. But um, in the middle of this campaign right now, it's a really tough time for this for him. Mm-hmm. The campaign kind of comes out and does downplay it a little bit. But we were talking about this earlier in that, like, I had a friend who recently went through heart surgery who's a younger guy, you know, good shape. Like, he had, like, a, uh, you know, hereditary sort of mm-hmm. condition and had to have it. It was a minor surgery and... It was planned months in advance. He knew exactly when it was going to happen. He knows basically how long the timeline is. <coughs> routine. Uh, on the other hand is Jeffy, who we, uh, 10 months ago, we saw uh, one of our good friends who is not in good shape, is the way I would, was the way I would frame it. Um, and he'd, uh, he'd agree with that. Um, he had emergency surgery, like, hey, I'm having chest pain. I'm going immediately into surgery. That was, he was out for a good month before he could really get back to even normal activities. 
uh, you know, Bernie's much more on the Jeffy side, right? Like, this is a scary thing that kind of comes out of nowhere. They just sort of let it out uh, with a campaign release the next day. But, I mean, we've got a debate in two weeks. In two weeks. I mean, is he going to be recovered from heart surgery in two weeks to full energy? And if he looks weak on stage, he's already in a tough place as far as his campaign goes. Now, I don't want him to be president. Um, so, uh, you know, I don't necessarily worry all that much about his campaign. But when you look at it from sort of the analysis perspective, this is a really bad time for this. Warren is rising. The Warren people are, or the uh, Sanders people are starting to trickle over to Warren anyway. You saw all the prediction markets. Warren's chances to win have now gone up by 10 and 15 percent. This is a bad time for this, for Sanders. And you wonder if if this is any more serious than they're letting on, you wonder if he's even going to continue after the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think it, in all, all honesty, it derails his campaign, if you ask me. I think a lot of voters are going to start taking that stuff into consideration. I mean, they were doing that with Ron Paul when he was, what was that, 2012 last mm-hmm. time yeah. he ran? And they were talking about, remember they were talking about he is aged, but he's in good shape. You know, right. he bikes and does all that. He was like, I'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, so he's creeping up there. And, you know, coming from something like that, it's a pretty big deal to have, have heart surgery, um, at, especially at that age. Uh, so people are going to take that into consideration. So it's not even just about even the campaign. I think a lot of people are looking into the future like, OK, is this somebody that we want uh, being president that, you know, I, I hate to say it may something may may happen to him. Right. You know what I mean? And he might not be able to, you know, survive it because he is up there in age and we are seeing that he has some health related issues. So I think a lot of people are going to take that into consideration. Certainly considering that people are trying to figure out who they're going to support. I do believe, like you said, a lot of the uh, Warren folks tend to be Sanders supporters and a lot of vice versa. So I think this in itself is going to trickle people over there because they're like, wait a minute, this this guy has has some issues. But him just not even being there, not being able to campaign. Of course, that's a big part of it. The people don't get to see him. And definitely if the, if he misses that debate or like you said, it, worse, he probably better off sitting it out than, yeah. than actually going there and performing badly because he just physically can't. So I think this in itself is it, it may be a nail. Um, it's maybe too early to say, but I think this is if anything was going to do it, this is going to do it. Yeah. Well, this creates some uh, some concern, some worry. You you think, Zuby, for uh, Bernie's base? I think it will. Um, I think I don't really have anything additional to add beyond what, what you guys have already said in the regards of the sort of political outlook and effects on his campaign it'll have. I think with something like this, though, I mean, uh, I always feel like it's necessary to kind of take a step back from, uh, I'm not even really interested in it from a political angle and just kind of think, Man, you know, health health has got to come first. Yeah. You know, health has got to come first. And that's, as far as I'm concerned, that's where the focus, energy, attention kind of needs to be. I mean, sure, even from his own perspective, I'm sure he's there thinking of, oh, how will this affect the outcomes sure. of the politics mm-hmm. and everything like that. But to anyone, whether they're a supporter or a non-supporter or whatever, I think any decent pe- person is just kind of thinking, okay, we hope he's health yeah, yeah because he gets taken care of. I that's mean, the you, first thing. you think about how much how much of a toll campaigning takes on your body. Right. Just just a regular person, all of the travel, all of the stress, all of the preparation. And then you throw into the mix that he's 78 yeah. 
and just had heart surgery. Yeah, really tough. I mean, it's a tough life. We did we did one weekend in Iowa last year, and it was brutal, man. I mean, it is like you're in buses, you're in like you know green rooms of auditoriums, you're hearing the same speech nine million times. There's always like muffins and like food that you shouldn't be eating hanging around. Like by the end of the weekend, I just like I couldn't even move. I mean, it's just like, I don't know how these guys do it, especially in their 70s. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, one of the most impressive things I think about Donald Trump is the fact that he's able to maintain his energy through these schedules in it's his amazing. 70s. I don't know how these guys do it. And it's why you see Elizabeth Warren running around to every little event to try to show off that mm-hmm. she's essentially spry. I mean, the most devastating moments in a campaign, and, and you're right, it's, it's somewhat trite to be talking about it in this particular uh, moment, but I mean, it is, you know, uh, it is connected. And the way these things are are damaging to a campaign is when they reinforce something that people already kind of think. We saw that with Hillary Clinton last time. Like, oh, she seems kind of frail, and is she okay? And, like, what's going on? And then when she has that moment where she faints, I mean, if that happened to Marco Rubio, I mean, people would have been like, eh, well, that's weird. Right. And that would have been the end of it. But because it reinforced something, and the same thing with her corruption stuff. Like, people already thought the corruption thing was there. So when there's an FBI investigation uh, that is announced 10 days before an election, right, like, it is in people's minds. It's, it's reinforcing, I was right about that the whole time. I didn't know why, but now I know I'm right. You know, that stuff is scary. And I think, like, when you see moments like this from a 78-year-old, people were already obviously considering this mm-hmm. um, as, a, as an issue for Sanders. And this makes it, you know, I mean, it really does escalate. And I think for those voters, there's a lot of, if you look at people who have, like, first and second and third choices, there's a lot of movement between um, Biden and Warren and Warren and Sanders, there's very little movement between Sanders and Biden. People who yeah. like Bernie don't tend to go to Biden. Mm-hmm. And so if he does drop out, if he does endorse Elizabeth, which is what people would think he would do in that moment, it would very much, I mean, it would make her the immediate front runner if, if she were to do that, which is a incredible an odd I mean, thing to say for this country. seriously like we go back uh when when did her whole native american thing blow up what was it like a six months ago a year well, ago it was right before the beginning of the year when she had the she released the dna test it was before like so end of 2018 okay so it's like less than a year ago incredible you i mean you thought that was it i thought it was right it. Oh, that, that is it was she's done right she there's no way she's going to run for president there's no <laughs> way she's going to win there's no way she would have a successful or even close to successful campaign with all of this blowing up in her face and today we're talking about the possibility of her being a front runner yeah i don't know if it's just the incompetence of the rest of them like i don't know if it's just like people like we have to pick I think somebody it's timing i mean that's yeah. I think more than anything i mean it's, it's fresh like i think if if the whole dna thing happened now yeah. it would, she'd be done americans yeah. have a short attention yeah, they, it's span. attention span is what more so what it is they they figure well that happened they not they probably it's not even on their mind they're not yeah. thinking about it this is something fresh maybe even if, if sanders had, you know passed out or something like that maybe Right before he he started campaigning, they probably would have forgot yeah, about right, it right. Uh, about it right now. So it's th- that's more so what it is. We were just talking about that with the whole impeachment thing. It's mm-hmm. like it's a timing thing. It's like w- if it's gonna hurt or if it's not gonna hurt, almost solely depends on when it happens. You know what I mean? And if it happens later on, absolutely in this election cycle, then it's gonna hurt you a lot more than what it does early on. Thankfully for her, and maybe that's why why she released it, because like, hey, let me get, get in front of it. Let me get, let me, yeah. let me get, let me get this out the way, because yeah, I might get laughed at for a little bit, but you know, six months after the fact, 
people aren't even going to talk about it. And she's right because yeah. she we're not. We're not even discussing it. And that was a pretty big deal that she lied about this. You think about just her entire she benefited. Yeah, yeah that's exactly <laughs> what I was about to mention. You think about how how much she benefited yeah. from from this lie. That's a pretty big deal. But we forgot about it. We're not even talking about it. So it's a timing thing more than anything. Yeah, yeah. Zuby, you're the uh, you're our UK <laughs> expert. Right. Yeah. Tell, what What are the people in the UK? How do they view Elizabeth Warren? I did you guys even hear about the scandal? I did. Okay. I did because I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I, I follow U.S. politics largely because, like, you know, it's like WWE wrestling. Oh, yeah. Every, every every day, every <laughs> week, <laughs> there's, there's some some new crazy. So proud. There's some new crazy that's come out. Um, I don't think the in the UK most people know would know who she is. Really. No. No. I'm sure it's the p- people who are really in, yeah. really into politics would, but the average person, I, I don't think most people would know. Yeah. Until she becomes the nominee, I would assume. I mean, right. I, I can't start following her. Same thing with us, right? Like right. When we hear, oh, that's the prime minister, and then we start learning things yeah. about them. Yeah, but I feel like people, and this isn't, this isn't meant as a, uh, we're United States and we're superior, but I always find it fascinating that there are a lot of people who live in different countries who are just very, very uh, into American politics uh, well, for Amer- whatever reason. Well, America is the biggest country in the Western world in yeah. every, almost in every, every sense of the word, um, biggest population by, by mm-hmm. a country mile, and it's a global leader in many ways. You know, America's called you know, the leaders of the free world. I don't know. Who came up with that name? Probably, but but is but it's true. You know, the U.S. is our front runners in a lot of things. Whether you're talking about culture, you're talking about politics, mm-hmm. music, entertainment, wh- wh- whatever it is, people look to the U.S. and see what's going on there, and that does have some global impact for mm-hmm. other people, especially if you're talking about things like war or the military yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Those are global concerns. Um, but yeah, just in terms of the, the, the politics itself and, and the, the people involved, I just think there's so much, there's so many different characters and there's always some, some drama and I don't know if it's good having politics and entertainment being so closely tied in the way they are. In some ways I think it's good, but in others I'm kind of like, man, people need to take a step away from this thing and stop politicizing everything. But you know, it's where it is now. So yeah. Uh, I mean, we don't mean to brag or anything, but we're kind of a big deal. All right, <laughs> In our Orange Man Bad segment, we will uh, talk about the impeachment probe is, of course, Heating up, Donald Trump had quite an interesting comment on the impeachment probe heating up. He said, the do-nothing Democrats should be focused on building up our country, not wasting everyone's time and energy on BS, and the word is capitalized and spelled out, which is what they have been doing ever since I got overwhelmingly elected in 2016. 223 to 306. Get a better candidate this time. You'll need it. That's <laughs> fired. Man, that is amazing. That is, like I said, it sounds, it sounds like something I would say, man. Like, this absolutely sounds But you like, thought it was fake I when thought you it was saw fake. It. When I first saw it, I was like, because I, I saw it and it was like almost in a meme form. So I was like, you know, somebody just yeah. photoshopped 
Donald Trump's face. Yeah, they said like this is no way this is real because just in terms of how he was saying it, the rhetoric doesn't even sound like something that I would expect from him. Even him, you know, yeah. from Twitter, I'm like, there's no pretty bold. no way he said that. Just it's it's a big hot side, is what I call it. Like it's like he's talking noise, and like I said, it sounds like something I would say. So I'm like, there's no way that he said it, but it's legit. It's he legit. Did. But it is an interesting thing. Uh, though, because on, on a serious note, that is sort of what we're talking about. And it's not just with with the people that are trying to run against them. I think it's just people that are in, have governmental power in general do spend a lot of time worrying about him, what he can say, as opposed to so what, you know, we, we have this idea that they're supposed to be helping the people. Uh, I argue that's antithetical to what anybody in government does or can do mm -hmm. or has any aspirations to do but ideally that's what they say they do and they are very weird i would say certainly more in comparison to uh the past presidency it's like they are so worried about this man and what and it's like they're not even doing what they should be doing or what's in the scope of their supposed job with the government they're more worried about capping on him yeah well now i mean you could look at it and say probably not a good idea to tweet this particular thing. But if you look at what he's saying, he's not wrong. Not at all. I, I mean, other than the overwhelmingly, right? Yeah, but yeah. he's not wrong. Yeah. That is exactly what they have been doing. So part of me is like, you know what? I can't blame him for feeling that way because it's true. Zuby? Yeah. I was about to say, did he lie? <laughs> right. But, like, what did I mean, he say there that's not I mean, true? That was factual. Oh. Yeah. People say that, you know, people talk about the rhetoric. I didn't like the tone. It's like, but he told the, what, what, you can't say. Yeah, what's, what's the logic that's not true there? I mean, it's true. I mean, again, coming as an outsider, that's the thing that's been most bewildering to me since Trump got elected is for, you know, had the Democrats been reasonable, you think they'd take a step back and think, okay, what happened last time? How did this, how did this guy win? Right. And what can we do to, you know, counter that? That would have been the sort of, adult rational reasonable thing to do but instead it's just like okay we're just going to double down and triple down on all of the stuff that did not work last time and that drove people to trump last time mm -hmm. i mean look if he's that bad if you truly think the orange man is is evil and is hitler and is a white super all, all the things that people say and throw out there it shouldn't be that hard to beat him by playing fair you really shouldn't you shouldn't have to be worrying about impeaching him or doing this or trying to get him kicked off Twitter or any of that stuff. You should just be able to bring one of these 25 or however many candidates you've got. Surely you can find one person who can easily beat this guy. Mm -hmm. And you wouldn't be doing all of this stuff if you didn't deem him to be a threat. Nope. It's like, you know, you can't, if, if you can easily fairly win the game, why not just wait until next year, make your votes, go through the process and cool, you, you've got it. And the, the way people seem to be behaving is the way people behave when they're really just afraid. Really, is it's it's fear. It's like crap. Like this guy might get another term. We're not doing as you know what I mean. Like, like, we're, we're, we're not doing doing kind of how we thought we would be. So people can say what they want about his tweets. His, as far as that con I'm concerned, I'm like look, he's this is nothing new. Right. This is Trump being Trump and right. telling it like it is in a language that people don't like even though lots of those people who don't like it will use language they far worse than that. Like they that. talk just like that. The they say thing. the worst things. They say worse things about him, about other people. Um, so they don't really have a leg to stand on on that. And yeah, I mean, what he said was, that, that's kind of my analysis the, of it. The worst part about 
his tweet probably is the coverage that's now taking place on CNN and MSNBC <laughs> and all of the mainstream media outlets who are running wall-to-wall coverage about Trump saying the word BS in oh, a no. tweet. They actually, there was a, um, uh, a tweet that a uh, writer for the New York Times said, there it is, CNN just cleared its staff to use the word BS, but the actual word, in graphics, banners, and headlines per memo from Network Head of Standards. He said we should show and say it because the president sent it out just that way. I thought that this guy was the worst person on the planet. Now your justification is because you can copy his his actions? <laughs> that guy has a like, lot of control, man. He really does. Yeah, he run, he runs every one of these channels. He, he lives runs in their them. heads. He does. 24-7. And I, you know, it's not, not only is it, really bad for them not i don't care about them so i mean like it's really but it's a really bad idea for them to let him run their news network but also it's not good for uh, you know you, you mentioned this before it's like it's not good for for the country to be this focused on politics all the time the fact that that you know everybody who has been president of the united states has probably maybe back to george washington maybe he didn't swear but they're all swearing. I mean, we, we've had many candidates that have been caught on tape swearing. They've said it in interviews. It was never this big of a deal. John Kerry was swearing like every third word back in that election, and it was barely even noted. Now, because he, it's on Twitter, they, they have to put it on here. The funniest part about CNN, and this goes to Cory Booker is, is big on this bandwagon, too. They are absolutely children when it comes to these swear words. Like, <laughs> they are so excited that they now have a free pass to say the S word on the TV. And it's like, I have an eight-year-old who, uh, you know what, when he's around his friends, they like to tell fart jokes because they just <laughs> decided that this is really hilarious and this is what they want to talk about. And they feel like this is this thing I really shouldn't say, but I can kind of say it. And it's, and that's how CNN acts. They act as if the, the ability to say this word, they've got this free pass. It's not us. We didn't do it. He said it. I swear. It's pathetic. It's, it's so childish. It's like when, when he said asshole countries. Yes. Oh, gosh, yeah. And they, kept, they had to put it on the screen. Oh, think, they were so happy to yeah. say it, too. Don't you think they like him? Oh, I think, I think I mean, you're right. How many, how many people is he keeping in jobs? Oh, yeah. That's true. Like, he's literally, every day he's giving them new gifts to talk about, you know, helping their ratings, helping their viewerships. Just, is he helping their ratings, though? The ratings I think have their been, ratings maybe, are great. It depends. They've well, been up and down, yeah. right? Like, CNNs yeah. have been pretty bad, but I think that's the problem. You know, MSNBCs have not been as bad. Mm-hmm. And I think part of the expectation from CNN is you're actually getting news, where MSNBC, you're getting Rachel Maddow. You're getting a leftist mm-hmm. view. So it, I think it's, it, it's helped CNN, uh, MSNBC in some ways. I think it's hurt CNN, but it goes back to uh, like when you have, uh, you know, it goes back to local media covering a football team, right? Like no one wants to have Bill Belichick as your coach because he never says anything, right? right? Like everyone wants, you know, some loudmouth, idiotic coach that's blurting things out all the time because it gives you free stuff to write about. It's easy. It makes their job cake. And so they can justify that this is such an important thing because the presidency and all of our all of our, you know, traditions have been upended. They don't care about any of that crap. Yeah. This just makes their job easy. They go to instead of having to go get a quote from a source or work hard, they just go on Twitter and say, "I can't believe he said this word. Let me say it to you now, so I can do the same thing he just did." Uh, can I ask? Well, can I one other thing. Do you have the initial Trump tweet again? Yes. Yeah. Can we pull the the Trump the this Trump is, tweet up, please? This is something that's that's driving me nuts. Number one. Like, I don't understand the capitalization policy here. <laughs> why, why is country, country. capitalized? It, it Do makes, nothing Democrats is fine because okay, it's, it's a name, the name sure, that he's pro- given them. Right, okay, fine. Country, I don't understand why. He In another one, he had crime for some reason capitalized. But more than anything else, <laughs> I just want to draw... This is a guy who is spends a lot of time thinking about the 2016 election. Are we right? We yes, all agree on yes, that, right? Yes. Like, this is something... 
can you get the electoral count correct? It was not 306 to 223. Can someone tell him what it was? It was not. It was 306 to 232. 538.com, you know the site? It's because there's 538 electoral votes. It has to add up to that number. It can't be. It can't end in a nine. It's minor details. I just don't understand it. Every time he says it, he says it wrong. We gotta go. We gotta go. (laughs) Just don't go. Someone Coming up in overtime, uh, we've got some fundraising numbers from uh, the third quarter. Also, underwear that you can wear for weeks without cleaning them. Oh, here we go. Up next, enjoy bonus overtime content from the news and why it matters. Available exclusively for podcast listeners and Blaze TV subscribers. Not a subscriber? Start your free trial at blazetv.com. So the Trump campaign and then a, a couple of the Democratic presidential candidates have released their third quarter fundraising numbers. Now, we don't have Warren's. Warren or Biden? We don't have Biden's. So Those are the two big ones. Yeah, missing. keep that in mind. Obviously, they're the two front runners of, uh, of the Democrat side. We don't have those yet. But, Stu, as you mentioned, the people who are proud of their numbers <laughs> are releasing them now. Usually the way this works. Like, so you're excited. Hey, I want to tell everybody how great our numbers are. You release them right after the quarter ends. Mm-hmm. If you uh, don't want anyone to know about them, you wait for the two weeks because in two weeks they all get released to the public. So mm-hmm. there's, you, you only have, a, you have to try to find a window. Like a lot of times you'll wait, maybe a big news story will break and distract everyone so I can just kind of leak it out and it's not that, that bad. Though I would say that of Biden and Warren, Likely, we're going to have two big numbers, right. potentially the biggest numbers. I, I kind of think that Warren's going to have the biggest one. Yeah. Um, and really, what does this mean? I don't care how much money they have, but uh, it, it's a sign of, you know, are people sticking with the campaign? Are people excited about the campaign? What's the momentum of mm-hmm. the direction? It's kind of the story that it tells. Bernie Sanders, you've seen kind of drop off in polling, mm-hmm. though he has the biggest number on here. And we'll, I mean, Trump is separate. If you see this uh, chart here, Trump raised $125 million, which is obviously way bigger than any of the Democrats. However, they're all competing in a 20-way race for the, for these dollars. I think if you add up all the money um, from all the Democrats, you're going to find a pretty similar number to that, I would, I would guess, at the end of this. But uh, Sanders, $25 million, that's up from $18 million last time. So it's interesting that you know, he's kind of faded a little bit, I would say, but his fundraising has money. actually gone up. Uh, Buttigieg has faded as well, and his fundraising has gone down, though not Dramatically, I mean, he was at 25 last time, and he put up 19 million, which is a pretty good number for Buttigieg, I would say, from where he is in the polls. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's shocking. Harris uh, has faded as well, and but her fundraising stayed pretty much even. She was, I think, 11.8 last quarter, 11.6 this quarter. Cory Booker's up a little bit from I think four or five to six million. Michael Bennett is down a little bit from two eight to two one. The, probably the most interesting one we don't actually have listed here is Andrew Yang, mm-hmm. who went from 2.8 million, I think it was last quarter, to 10 million this quarter, which is, I mean, he's going to put it, I mean, he's a legit middle of the pack candidate right now yeah. um, and should be considered as such. I mean, he's, he beats a lot of these people who destroy him in press coverage and, and much more attention from the fawning media. Yang does a lot better than uh, many of them, um, but does not get the attention. But he's getting the money. I don't know. I think he's too out of step with the Democratic Party. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's much more reasonable, much too sensible, <laughs> too sensible for this particular party at this particular time. So I don't think that he's going to win. But the numbers are, are, are interesting. And, and look, 125 million for Trump is a nice number. 
Uh, that is a that's that's a lot of money. I mean, this is going to be a multi-billion-dollar process. We're walking we're watching here for the next year. Yeah, Zuby, you met, you had a question about one of those candidates. I yeah, I didn't know who the last guy was. <laughs> he goes, "Who's Michael Bennett?" Yes, it's like that's not a UK thing. That's what yes. we all yes. said. <laughs> <It's> very <laughs> that's true. What we all said. No who one knows Michael who Bennett? Michael Bennett is. Uh, he's a co- he's a senator from Colorado. Colorado. Okay, but people from Colorado don't even know who he is. So <laughs> I feel bad. Well, okay. a couple people knew who he was. He got a little bit of money. Yeah, there's, there's sort of a baseline, I think, when you have power, right? Like, so like Michael Bennett is a senator in Colorado, which he will continue to be after he get, loses this election with 0% of the vote. Mm-hmm. So people who are in Colorado are like, well, look, he's not getting a lot of donations. He might remember my name if I give him a max one and then go hit him up for something in a few months. And everyone plays that game. It's, uh-huh. there's, you know, no one, sh- he should get no money, right? Like right. Michael Bennett has no chance of winning. You're just throwing your money away. Unless maybe it pays something down, you know, a little grease the wheels down the road. And that was my big theory, and I was, I have to admit, totally wrong on this, on Bill de Blasio, because I thought Bill de Blasio would be a terrible candidate and get 0%, and I was right on both of those things. (laughs) However, I thought he would raise a lot of money because here's a guy who holds an immense amount of power over the biggest financial district Mm -hmm. in the world, basically. This is a guy, he he can ruin anyone in New York's life on any given day. But wasn't that basically his policy to do that? And it was, yes, he's ruined the whole city. (laughs) Isn't he he the one who was just wanted to tax the... Oh, yeah. Yes. That, that's the right guy, right? It's definitely he kind yeah, of yes. stood up in yes. one of the debates and was like, we are going to tax... I think he literally said tax the hell. Tell us tax the hell out of him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so. of course, they don't want him to win <laughs> yeah. for that reason. However, he's not going to win, right? So like, you know, Trump used to say this all the time. I would give to these people like Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and all these Democrats because I knew, I, you know, it would get me favor down the road. Like, they were all playing the game. And I thought there'd be plenty of people in New York who'd be like, you know what, Bill, you're fantastic. By the way, did you know I need a permit for this particular... But none of that even happened. They hated him so much they wouldn't even bribe him. And that's, uh, that's, a, that's a tough line. That's the thing that gets me about, when I look at numbers like that, you know, we're talking millions. Like you said, this is going to be a multi, probably billion dollar mm-hmm. election cycle. And I'm sitting here day to day being lectured by people about how people will do things if we get the government out of the way of something. And here we got people voluntarily giving their dollars to um, to, to politicians who have absolutely no chance. So, so to me, it's the equivalent of burning it on fire. You know what I mean? <laughs> but that's what I look like, look at more so when I see all of these numbers every single election cycle, no matter what it, I'm like, these guys have raised. I'm being these the same people that are like, well, government has to do this. We have to tax people this. I'm like, so this person that raised, I talked about this in the last election cycle with Bernie Sanders. I'm like, he's raised millions of dollars while telling me that something can't be done unless they tax uh, people, right. though I mean, y- your campaign is a direct result of people voluntarily giving their money to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's what frustrates me a lot about when I when I see these the politics and I, I see these numbers come out of millions of dollars is going wasted for people that have absolutely no chance to win. Um, that obviously that money can be better suited to do a whole lot of other different things. People that I know that are, are going to be the same ones griping about um whatever new buzz term income inequality or whatever <laughs> that I see on my timeline starts bragging about how much money they gave a politician that's not about to win. So I'm like, oh, I thought you had issues uh, with covering certain expenses. You were better off probably saving that money instead of giving it to to this person. But that's 
that's the scheme, man. And it, you know, I don't want to get too libertarian here. <laughs> but, I mean, that's too sort of late. Right. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. Not late on that, but that's that's sort of what it is. Yeah, yeah Stu, you would agree to you just think you should never <laughs> donate. To this a is a politician. personal philosophy of mine. Uh, <laughs> never ever give your money to a politician, even if you absolutely love them, even if it's your parent. If your parent is running really? for office, do not give them any money. That's harsh. I know. You know what? You, you can get you can buy them dinner out on your own because that's basically what you're doing, right? I mean, like at the end of the day, your your max donation. Let's just say you you have a max donation, and you do six thousand uh, dollars, you know, to to these candidates. Um, what you've done is buy what three seconds of a commercial in yeah. a, in one state. You know what I mean? Like, what have you done? You've put five hundred dollars in. What have you done? You know, a dinner, a nice a nice steak dinner for a few of these people uh, and their consultants as is for having steak in Des Moines. You know, maybe you maybe maybe you maybe you play maybe you paid a portion of the taxi fee for their airplane <laughs> to go from. It, it just like at the end of the day. Um, these things do cost money, but a lot of times they cost money because they have it, right? I mean, these guys, they're going to spend this money and they're oh, going yeah. to dump it into ads. And there's no real reason, especially now when we're in a situation where the media is so prominent. We all know what these people stand for. I've never seen an ad for Elizabeth Warren's campaign. Yeah, definitely with social media. Like, it's, it almost nullifies it now where, yeah. where you had to maybe in the back in the day get, get your word out by spending money in radio and, and so forth. Mm-hmm. Now I can just send off a tweet. Mm-hmm. Um, you can ask Trump about that and set people off. You know what I mean? So it's almost not even necessary to do it anymore. Yeah. Now, you guys are downplaying how much President Trump uh, raised this quarter. But there's some context here. Uh, President Obama's 2012 reelection campaign combined with the DNC. Right. So the same the same uh, Donald Trump RNC compared to Barack Obama and the DNC at the same time in the campaign, so qu- mm-hmm. third quarter of 2011, he raised 70.1 million. And at the time, Huffington Post called it. They said Obama continues to dominate in fundraising. I mean, look, that's a good number, but it's also seven years ago, right? I mean, like you know, it's it's. Or eight, I would guess it would be eight years ago if mm-hmm. we're doing the same. Uh, you know, but just by inflation numbers, I mean, it would probably be 90 million. Um, and, you know, look, money coming coming in, is it's a good fundraising number for Donald Trump. It is. I mean, I, you certainly can't compare. I didn't realize. I thought it was just saying it was like, comma, R, like he's from the re- Republicans. I mean, if you're <laughs> Donald combining, Trump of the RNC. What did the DNC run, a, a race? I mean, you have to compare. I mean, if you have the DNC number plus Buttigieg plus Biden, I mean, it's probably yeah. going to be over $125 million. Do we have that number? Um, I think once, you know, look. And that, that also wouldn't be a bad reason, you know, sign for Donald Trump when people are actually passionate about the election on the Democratic side right now because they actually have an election that they're competing for. Mm-hmm. Here, I mean, Donald Trump's walking to, they've canceled primaries. Like, the only serious, theoretically serious contender probably against, uh, against Trump in the Republican side is probably Sanford. He'd probably be the most, and they canceled the primary in his home state. <laughs> They're not even going to let him have a primary to try to win. Uh, you know, it is there. He's walking to this. So there's not a lot of urgency among Republicans to donate except for a few. Well, but I will say I will say, uh, let's see, after the impeachment inquiry was announced, Donald Trump, the Trump campaign raised eight point five million in online donations. Yeah. That's got I mean, you say he's walking to it. No one needs to you know, do anything for him. But I think that the fact that people rushed to donate to him when they heard about the impeachment inquiry, that's got to be a good sign. Right. It sounds like it. You have, defend, you have people who want, who want to defend him for sure. And look, every, every campaign needs funds. 
Unless you happen to be a multi-billionaire a running him. your campaign. Not a good sign if you don't like Trump. Right, yeah. No. Sorry. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, but I mean, look, he's a, I, I really do think, you know, if I were, if I were him, which I am not, and I had You're as not? many billions of dollars as he says he has, which I don't know that he does, but if he does, I don't know why he's even bothering with this stuff. You know, the RNC can go out and raise their money and they, they, he should just be like, give it all to the senators, give it all to congressmen, I'll just raise, I'll put my own money into this. I think that he's would benefit it. him if he actually I think, did yeah, do that. I think if it would. Because a lot of people were when he was like, I'm not going to, you know, take a salary for, you know, if I, mm-hmm. if I win the presidency and stuff. A lot of people were like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like, yeah. so, gonna, so I think that would actually benefit him if he was well, like, hold you know on, what? he doesn't have to do everything for free, well, right? No, I mean, <laughs> I, I just, it's this question of, of what benefits you, right? Like, He'll always have money. He won't always have the presidency. And if it's something that can that can help him, I mean, you know, look, I don't know how much money he actually has. I know a lot of it's tied up in various real estate. I mean, it's not as easy as to say, like, well, let me go to the bank account and pull out $100 million. Like, it's not that easy, I understand. But it's I mean, he was saying it all the time in 2016. He never spent a lot of time fundraising, which I think to his to his benefit during the campaign because he was able to go out and just be in front of rallies. He let everyone else kind of do that stuff and they brought in some money, but they did not raise a lot of money. I mean, he, he had smoked by Hillary Clinton when it came to actually raising money, yeah. uh, but he didn't need it. Why? Because he was on TV all the time running every media channel. <laughs> yeah. uh, and that's a you know, much better way of, of going about it. And I, I, I think they will probably at least attempt to replicate that. I think the difference this time is they've got a professional operation when it comes to fundraising and all that stuff. So it will be easier for him to actually bring in cash. It's a good fundraising number. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it's a little hard to compare it, right, to um, uh, to past fundraising. These things just keep escalating and escalating no matter who's running. I mean, Hillary Clinton probably raised more than, you know, Barack Obama, too. You know, I, I don't I don't I don't know that for a fact, but. You know, these things just continue to escalate, partially just because of inflation, partially because politics dominates our lives more and more and more and more, it seems, every election. You're such a buzzkill. Yes, that's what I try to do. That's my job here. Um, Okay, so some Finnish inventors, they have cracked the code on creating underwear that can reportedly go weeks weeks without being washed. Apparently, the underwear is knitted with silver, which kills 99.9% of all bacteria and odor. Um, This is, of course, uh, supposed to be an environmentally friendly underwear because of uh, the the traditional way of buying, wearing, washing, and throwing away overpriced underwear is a terrible waste of resources, Mm -hmm. and it is extremely harmful to the environment. Of course. Um, I question the and throwing away overpriced underwear. (laughs) Like... (laughs) Do people just throw their underwear away after they use them? I don't, not after one use, but eventually you got to throw them away. I eventually, think, right? Yeah. right? But that takes a while. Yeah. I mean, it depends on how uh, aggressive you are with them, I suppose. So, <laughs> with the watch you're doing. I, I don't know. Uh, it is bizarre. Like, I, it's a weird thing. Like, I, environmentalists try to get people over to their cause all the time by doing various things. Sometimes they do things like showing really scary, you know, smokestacks mm-hmm. and, and, and oil spills and, like, you know, the little bird trying to fly away, but it's got oil all over it and it can't do it. Like, those things tend to be effective, I think, for environmentalists. And then they try other things like, you know, hey, let me replace your nice plastic straw with a straw that will fold and, and bend over and like close uh, automatically so you can't drink the stupid drink you want. You know, they, they, the California, they launched one. They're like, we, we need people to stop getting these big screen TVs because yeah. they use too much energy. It's like it's, people it's, love those things. Like, oh, my God. It's a bad idea. And people love that. underwear that's clean. Do you, that you, do you know what do I think it is? Off. I, think it's, I think it's because I think if people think they make these super minor changes that don't really affect anything – 
then they kind of mentally feel like they, they've done their bit so you can then, you know, get in your pickup truck. So and grand. They did something. <laughs> they did something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can, you can then go get in, like, your, 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 your vehicle and, you know, drive, drive it around yeah. and everything. It's like, okay, well, I, I use the, uh, the paper straw, yeah. so come on, you know, I'm wearing the, the right, so I'm wearing the, nachos. yeah, I'm wearing the right underwear, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm wearing the right underwear, so, you know, it's okay if I throw these plastic bags around and, you know. But, um... Yeah, in terms of the uh, when when you were reading that thing with the underwear, I was thinking, but that doesn't mean it's it's clean. It could be yeah, it, could be ster- like, uh, it could be sterile. Right. It doesn't actually mean like sweaty and yeah. Like, yeah. Well, as you out, any underwear can be worn for weeks at a time. It's just a matter of whether it's pleasant <laughs> yeah, or not. Yeah. Uh, I don't feel like it could be pleasant. Um, I don't know why. It just seems like it's not a good idea. Yeah, I don't think it's going to take off. You don't. No. <laughs> Eric, no. will you be purchasing? <laughs> <laughs> if I if I did, I'd wash them still. You yeah, know. That's my you know thing. I mean? I'm it's like mentally, a, I'm yeah, not going like, to do no that. There's no way that I would just wear some. I don't care what you said. <laughs> <laughs> All day long, like, oh, well, you can put those off. Oh, like, dog, I'm watching them tomorrow. Dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to happen. So, no, I, it's just, it's, I love capitalism, but sometimes it produces. Some things that nobody asks for. <laughs> and, that's, and, that, and that's one, because I don't know who, who oh, in the world, I guess the people that made it, maybe, who in the world yeah. is thinking yeah. like, man, what if I could just wear my drawers <laughs> for a full week? Like, no, how no, lazy no. are we? We're <laughs> changing our underwear. Is that demanding? Yeah, I know. Uh, well, and I will say, Eric, uh, you can buy one, or I'm sorry, a two-pack Oh, of men's underwear. Why do you need two? Two, well, <laughs> for the other week. For the other week, for 14 days. So you, okay. Or maybe you wear wear one two weeks, wear the other two weeks, and you've got a whole month. Ah. Where you've only worn two pairs That's, of underwear. Wow. But it's $64 oh, for no. two for pairs some of... draws? You know how I many draws I give you $64? Nah, man. Nah, nah, man. Maybe better go to Walmart for that, man. <laughs> Uh, Zuby, I think you're right. I'm not sure that that will be taking off anytime <laughs> soon. Yesterday's poll, should Facebook be broken up? 73% of you said yes. Ugh. 27% of you said no. It's uh, an interesting split. I mean, I, it is. Know, I, I, I like analyzing these poll results because I think, you know, look, I think people don't like Facebook, so I'm not surprised that, that no, uh, yes would win. But, but 27% government- uh, a uh, pushback yeah. on that on an issue like that is significant with, mm-hmm. with one of these web polls, right? A lot of times it's ninety six to four, and then you right. complain about the four percent. That's yeah. the way these things are supposed to work. Mm-hmm. But uh, do you complain about the seventy three percent here? Is that what you do, or twenty seven percent? The seventy three. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I look, I it's a tough one. I think there's real legitimate disagreement among smart people about what to do on this one, and uh, you know, I I tend to, especially in those circumstances, want to get the government away from it because mm-hmm. they usually pick whichever one is wrong. Right. Um, but I can understand, you know. I mean, it's 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 interesting. You see a lot of people. There's a lot of people on the right, and people like Elizabeth Warren who who want to break up these companies. So, I mean, it is one of those issues that I think doesn't fit our world right now. You're supposed to have black and white issues. And, you know, I mean, to me, I don't want the government anywhere near it, but I can understand people, you know, who are freaked out about it because they're yeah, doing I mean, I, I mean, look, there's too many different social media platforms. This is what gets me about people who are like, oh, we got to break up this, even though I fell victim to some of their policies that yeah. have gotten me off. And I'm still like, I don't want the government anywhere near it yeah. because it's going to make it a hundred times <laughs> yeah. more worse. Yeah, you think so, it's bad now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just wait. Wait till they get control of that bad boy. But no, I mean, it's too, people are forming these alternative 
you know, social media platforms. Now, they might not take off. And I think that's what a frustration is that because some of them aren't taking off like a Facebook or, or something like that. But just think about the amounts. And this is what I always encourage people to do. Think about the amounts of just in the last 10 years, the amount of social media platforms that have gone and come. Like just because they're at the top doesn't mean they have to stay. Uh, but obviously, we haven't been able to convince people to leave it, which is why people are complaining in the first. But I only have an issue unless they're like if they're taking money from the government or something like that. That's a completely different uh, issue. And then we can we can have sort of that conversation. But I don't want the government anywhere, anywhere near this. It, I like people creating these alternatives. They're being incentivized now to create alternatives because we're seeing what the Googles of the world, the Facebooks of the world are doing to people with uh, different political slants. So most definitely, I don't care. Even if they ban me from all of their pages, I'll still be like, don't touch it because it's right. going to get a lot more worse when they have control of it. Yeah. Zuby, what do you think? Um, yeah, I'm mostly with Eric on that one. Um, it's a tricky one. I think that it's one of those things where people's own biases will come into play mm -hmm. a lot and how much they themselves or people they know or like have been directly affected by some of the policies. Uh, you know, as I've said before, I think what those companies really need to do, I don't think it's a governmental solution. I just think what they need to do for themselves and for their users is to have very clear, explicit Absolutely. guidelines, Absolutely. which you apply and enforce equally and fairly without yeah. political bias without oh we you know this guy hasn't broken the rules but we just don't really like his vibe yeah. so we're going to take him off this person oh we like we like their politics like you know they're threatening violence against children but you know, we kind of we kind of like yeah like that Ooh, needs to stop. hasn't done that yeah yeah that, that's Boys. the stuff that needs that needs to stop and then i think everyone can have confidence and faith and be like okay look these are the rules yeah you know it's like sports right, you right. Know, as long as everyone knows the rules yeah. if, if you start penalizing that team for that infraction, but on that team, you're yeah. gonna get a lot of problems. The fans right. won't be happy, the players won't be happy. That's what's happening right now. Yeah. We can all agree that the Cowboys should get higher punishments than other teams. <laughs> that happens already. Something. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Uh, today's poll, if the Democrats push impeachment through the House, will it help or hurt Trump's chances in 2020? Real quick, what do you think, yes or no? Um, I'm gonna pretend that I heard the question, which I didn't. Oh, will it, oh, I'm sorry, it's not even a yes or no. Will it help you or hurt? You didn't even read it. <laughs> That's why, no wonder I didn't understand. <laughs> if the Democrats push impeachment through the House, will it help or hurt Trump's chances in 2020? Help or hurt? Oh, God, that's hard. Uh, I, I don't know. I think Gun to your head. Hurt. What do you yeah, say? Gun to your head, I'd say probably hurt. Okay. Probably, probably really? hurt. Oh, to hurt the Democrats. Help Trump's chances, probably. Okay, it will help Trump's yes, chances. Sorry, I've got the, the My gosh, what is wrong with you? Okay. <laughs> you're the one reading the questions. That's help the or hurt Trump's chances in 2020, Eric? Probably help. People don't like being told what not to do. All right. Help. Zuby. Help. Yep. Okay. We're all in agreement here. You let us know what you think by going to The Blaze's Twitter. That's at The Blaze. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you, guys. We'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, I think Nancy's initial instinct was right on this. Uh, but I mean, maybe they'll find something else. I mean, I guess it's possible. I mean, they just looked into the guy. Thanks for listening to the News and Why It Matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.